from Podcast One. Coming up in this episode of Target USA. My name is Kemayes Jinawi. I'm the foreign minister of Tunisia. Tunisia credits itself as being the U.S.'s oldest friend. Mr. Jinawi came to Washington in late July to pay a visit to that old friend. Sometimes friendships get tested, as has been the case with Tunisia in recent years with terror attacks. Tunisia has been a victim of uh, three or four major terrorist attacks in night, uh, 2015 and early 2016. Uh, but thanks to the support and the partnership we are having from the United States, we, uh, our forces are better trained now and better equipped. Uh, United States uh, helping us securing our border with Libya. So how is the relationship between the U.S. and Tunisia and what happened in his meeting with Secretary Mike Pompeo? That's coming up on this edition of Target USA. The National Security Podcast. From WTOP in Washington, D.C., this is Target USA. Russia could render huge harm to this country. North Korea's secret missile. Capable of reaching the whole of the United States. Dangerous terrorist. D.C. is repeatedly mentioned as someplace they would like to seek an attack. Cyber criminals. Decryption successful. America has a target on its back. And on this program, we investigate the threats, the people behind them, the agencies fighting them, and the impact on you. This is Target USA, the National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green. The government of Tunisia counts itself as the oldest friend of the U.S. The relationship goes back to 1795. And over the years, as with any friendship, there have been tests. And in the last few years in Tunisia, terrorism has really tested the relationship. They needed a lot of help from the U.S. The U.S. gave it to them. They've continued to pursue more help. So how exactly is the relationship going now? Kamez Jinawi, the foreign minister for Tunisia, was in Washington in late July to speak with U.S. officials about various issues. We got a chance to sit down with him to talk to him about the situation. Mr. Jinawi, what brings you to Washington right now? Why are you visiting right now? Well, it's an official visit. I am paying at the invitation of my colleague, uh, uh, Secretary of State, uh, Mike Pompeo. Uh, it's an opportunity. I've been here uh, last uh, March, and uh, this is the second time I'm in Washington since uh, the election of the new administration. The purpose of my visit is to review what is going on between Tunisia and the United States and also try and explore with our friends here how we can improve those relations, particularly on the political as well as on the cooperation fronts. How would you describe relations between the U.S. and Tunisia right now? Well, our relations are excellent. You know, we are celebrating this year 221 years of relationship. We, are, we were uh, the first country to recognize the independence of the United States and vice versa. United States was... Uh, a staunch support of Tunisia when we were fighting for our freedom and was among the major, the first major power to recognize our, our independence. Since then, regardless of who is in power here in Washington and in Tunis, we kept, you know, uh, strengthening our uh, relationship. Uh, we, uh, during the Cold War, Tunisia chose to be a staunch ally 
of the United States, and that uh, uh, kind of uh, relationship has uh, increased since 2011 when we uh, started new, uh, new, uh, new cooperation based on uh, the development of uh, a democratic system in our country. Which uh, officials have you been able to or do you plan to meet while you're here? Well, uh, first of all, uh, I had a number of meetings this morning, particularly with uh, prominent uh, congressmen as well as senators from both uh, members of both houses in different committees. Uh, and then tomorrow, of course, I will be meeting uh, Secretary of State Pompeo and uh, the Under Secretary of Defense, uh, as well as a number of other uh, important figures from the think tank. It's going to be a new opportunity for me to uh, update our friends about the recent development in Tunisia, particularly on reinforcing the democratic system, which we have started a few years ago, and then to tell them that Tunisia uh, continue uh, its partnership in uh, developing a win-win partnership. Uh, Tunisia is, uh, uh, is a staunch uh, partner of Tunisia, uh, of uh, United States. Uh, this country is helping us a lot, you know, securing, uh, I mean, fighting a common enemy, which is terrorism. Uh, we have been uh, a non-NATO uh, ally uh, uh, since 2015, uh, 16, uh, and uh, uh, since then, we have developed uh, uh, multifacets cooperation, particularly on security or insecurity. Uh, but also, uh, we have created a joint economic commission, which had its first session here in Washington, and it's supposed to take place. Next session is supposed to take place in the fall, in October, next October. Mm-hmm. Of your meetings with the members of Congress, was there any meeting or meetings? that stood out, the conversations uh, specifically that you uh, thought were remarkable enough to remember, and was there anything specific uh, that addressed your goals and the immediate interests uh, for you coming and meeting with them? Well, uh, I think I had a number of important meetings this morning. Uh, of course, uh, I met the uh, caucus, Tunisia caucus, uh, the co-chair, Alice Hastings, and Congressman David uh, Skiwork, Schwickert. Then uh, I had another uh, meeting with uh, uh, Congressman Peter Roskam, the chairman of the House Democracy Partnership, a mm-hmm. uh, member of the House of Committee Ways and Means, and Congressman David Price uh, from the uh, same uh, uh, committee. We discussed uh, how uh, this uh, House, uh, uh, the uh, democracy partnership mm-hmm. could help Tunisia you know, uh, reinforcing the parliamentary work. Uh, parliament being, you know, uh, an important component of our democratic system. Then uh, later on, I, I met uh, Senator Christopher Kunz, uh, member of the Senate uh, Committee on Foreign Relations and Appropriation, and of course uh, Senator Bob Corker, the chairman of the uh, Senate Committee of Foreign Affairs. And uh, he, he was with uh, 
Senator Bob Mendez, mm -hmm. ranking member of the same committee. Uh, it was an opportunity for me to uh, brief them mm -hmm. about uh, the evolution in Tunisia, uh, the achievement we have made uh, in reinforcing uh, the democratic system, which we uh, started a few years ago, but also to tell them the kind of challenge Tunisia is facing today, particularly on the economic front, uh, and uh, telling them that uh, Tunisia has... Uh, in the last two years made major reforms, uh, particularly economic reforms, to make the country uh, ready and more friendly for business, hoping to see some major businessmen from the United States uh, exploring opportunities of investment and partnership in our, in our country. When you look at the, one of the key things that the relationship, as you mentioned, with the U.S. is based on is the U.S., uh, participating in the security situation there. The military was very much involved in uh, helping a couple of years ago um, Germany as well with the securing of your borders. Where does the U.S. relationship, how does the, a better question is, where does the U.S. assistance uh, project with Tunisia on its border and security stand right now? Well, uh, as you know, Tunisia has been a victim of uh, uh, three or four major terrorist attacks in night, uh, 2015 and early 2016. Uh, but thanks to the support and uh, partnership we are having from the United States and with uh, some other European friends also, we, uh, our forces are better trained now and better equipped. Uh, United States uh, helping us securing our border with Libya. We have around uh, five, five, 540 kilometers border with Libya. Libya being, unfortunately, in a situation now where they do not control their own uh, space and their country and, uh, unfortunately, becoming uh, a ground for uh, uh, those uh, some terrorists coming back from uh, Syria and Iraq. And the uh, United States is helping us, monitoring, I mean, uh, giving us the tools to monitor our border uh, by providing uh, us with the uh, electrical, elect electri electronic uh, uh, tools to mon monitor our border. How's the wall coming? It's not a wall. It's the border fence. Yeah, it's not. Yeah, it's 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 a more high-tech way of uh, overseeing. You know uh, the traffic between mm -hmm. the two countries and, um, you know, uh, targeting any threat uh, coming from uh, our immediate neighbor, uh, which could be a source of uh, danger for Tunisia. So you don't view it as a wall? It is not a wall. You view it more as a... Uh, yeah, it's more, uh, it's uh, electro electronic, uh, yeah, uh, pillars, it's a kind of pillars where we set okay. electro ele electronic, you know, cameras. I see. So having, having not seen it then, um, this is a good understanding for me to know. It's not it's one solid no, wall it's offense, no. it's... I understand what you're saying, the sensors, basically. Yeah, sensors, yes, okay. exactly. That's okay. the right word. Yeah. All right. So um, how, how would you assess the success of the surveillance system? Well, uh, we are just in the beginning. That uh, fence, I mean, that uh, sensor will be finished 
by 2019, but it's already functioning and uh, it's very efficient, helping us, you know, uh, controlling that uh, desertic uh, place. It's a, it's a very, very difficult and desert, desertic area mm-hmm. where you need, you know, some uh, these kind of ele- ele- electronic, you know, gadget to monitor what is going on. Mm-hmm. The economy. Um, so how is the economy right now, and um, what is it that the U.S. Uh, can buy or can uh, essentially partner with Tunisia on from an economic point of view? Well, the economy, though it's still facing some difficulties because our hope and expectation is to have a better growth rate in order to meet, uh, you know, the need of young people looking for jobs. But still, on a broad point of view, uh, most of the economic sectors are back uh, on the right track. Uh, Tourism is uh, knowing, you know, we'll be witnessing this year an increase of almost 32%. Mm -hmm. Foreign investment also is back. And uh, we see that uh, the exports, Tunisia exports, to our traditional uh, market, particularly in Europe and also in the United States, is increasing in in the first few months of 2018. So broadly, the economy is doing better, but it is not yet up to the level which will be able to meet the need and the requirement of those young people, you know, looking for jobs and and the real growth which will introduce real uh, uh, dynamism Mm -hmm. into the economy. Kimayez Genoui, foreign minister from Tunisia, in town recently to visit with U.S. officials. And when Target USA continues, we'll hear how his meeting with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo went. Next, on Target USA. The National Security Podcast. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. In this episode, we're talking with Kimayez Genoui, foreign minister to Tunisia. He was in town in late July to meet with U.S. officials. And as we continue, he tells us about his plans for that meeting. So you're going to meet. uh, Today is July 26, 2018. On tomorrow, July 27th, you're scheduled to meet with Secretary of State Mike Pompeo. Is that correct? Absolutely. So what do you expect to engage with him about? Well, uh, I'm going to to discuss with him uh, how to, uh, first of all, to update him about what is going on in this uh, special relationship we are having with the United States, but also engage with him how to uh, develop further uh, the kind of cooperation we have been uh, developing in the last few years. And uh, I have a number of few ideas which will be I will be able to present to him here tomorrow and uh, uh, hoping that uh, this visit will help, you know, uh, further develop uh, our bilateral relation. Do you want to share those ideas now, or do you want to save them as a secret for him? It is not a secret, but I think he has the priority to know them. <laughs> yeah. I understand. Thank you. Thank I had you. to ask that question, yeah. though. Thank you. Thank um, you so, um, how do you view so far the administration's, this administration's treatment of Tunisia compared to in the past? Well, uh, as I told you earlier, we are uh, enjoying a long friendship with the United States. 
going back to 1979. So we are celebrating this year 221 years of diplomatic relationship. Uh, and since President Adams, John, John Adams. Yeah. So you see, it's a long way back into history. And since then, it's a kind of incremental increase. Our relations have been developing for in a win-win partnership. Mm -hmm. Tunisia has been always a good, close friend of the United States and North Africa. And we always found in this country also a staunch ally, helping us gaining our independence, but also building uh, a state, a modern state. But after 2011, when there was the change, the political change in Tunisia, the United States was among the first country to help us in, on the security front, but also on the economy, granting us a number of guarantees to go get out in the market and borrow some money. But also today, with the President uh, Trump and the new administration, uh, uh, relations are expanding. Uh, we have found in our France since my last visit, when I met the former uh, Secretary of State Tillerson, uh, but also a number of uh, high prominent officials in the White House, were always found in our friends here understanding about the importance of supporting Tunisia and helping it succeed in the endeavor which is trying to achieve in, uh, in the country. The U.S. has its own problems right now, which you are probably aware of and from watching television and reading the newspapers. And uh, many of the U.S.'s allies have asked this question about whether the U.S. is still committed to its friends. And, uh, you know, Africa in, in general uh, and Tunisia in specific, as you've mentioned, have been very key, important allies for the U.S. for a very long time. So I'm wondering, at this stage of everything that's going on around the the drama with other you know countries meddling in elections and interference and this, that, and the other, if you've seen any change at all in the U.S. commitment to Tunisia? Well, honestly, I didn't see any change for the, at this stage, as you said it, and I don't think there is any reason to uh, to have any change in those relationships because. It's a relationship based on trust and friendship. But you said that uh, you're not a NATO country. We are not. A and the U.S., there's been some doubts about the U.S.'s commitment to NATO, which is by charter and by law something the U.S. is committed to. So do you have any doubts not having an, a formal agreement with the U.S. that the U.S. will be there if Tunisia needs your help? Well, uh, as you said it rightly, we are not a NATO country. So... Uh, anyway, what applies for NATO does not apply for Tunisia. What is important for us that uh, uh, that kind of relationship we have been enjoying with the United States on win-win partnership will continue for the benefit of both countries. And this is exactly the logic uh, which we understood of the new policy of this country. So we are very much uh, eager, you know, to explain to our friends the importance of Tunisia, the geostrategical importance of Tunisia, the importance of maintaining and sustaining that friendship and cooperation, and I, till now, I think, and I hope it will continue in the future, future 
uh, we found understanding and support from our friends, both in the Congress as well as in the administration. Two more quick questions. Um, um, is there any particular thing that you want most to happen during your visit to so that when you go back home you can make a report on any specific thing? Is there any specific point of interest that you would like more than anything to be able to do to achieve while you're here? Well, I think uh, the most important thing is to uh, underline the importance of uh, Tunisia succeeding in the endeavor which is which it started uh, in 2011, uh, building a modern, transparent uh, political uh, system based on good governance and transparency uh, and, uh, you know, uh, committed to the same values which have uh, driven us uh, for a number of years with this, uh, with the United States. The United States uh, uh, has been always a country with values. It has been an, uh, an aspiration, uh, a source of inspiration for countries like Tunisia. And we would like that kind of inspiration and stimulation coming from the United States to continue. We look at the United States, a country which has no uh, any colonial background, which has been always a staunch supporter for freedom. Countries looking for, you know, fighting for freedom, for democracy, for uh, good governors to continue, uh, you know, supporting a, a young democracy, trying to establish in a very difficult, you know, uh, geog geographical context. Uh, uh, this uh, this uh, democratic system. Mm -hmm. So I think we look at the United States as, as an ally, as an important uh, good friend which will continue supporting us in this endeavor. Last thing, is there anything that you think is important that you'd like to talk about that I haven't asked you about today? Well, I think uh, besides, of course, having this uh, security uh, cooperation, uh, Tunisia being at the, on the north tip of Africa, the closest country to Europe, uh, having enjoying uh, a very good uh, relationship with sub-Saharan Africa could be a very good platform for American businessmen willing and uh, to explore new opportunities in that part of the world. We have, in, among, uh, along the years, developed, you know, uh, a kind of favorable legal framework with many parts of Africa. We are uh, just last week, I signed an agreement where, by which Tunisia became a member of COMISA. Uh, we are uh, among the first countries to sign the free trade agreement with Africa, uh, the continental free trade agreement. And also we are uh, in negotiation with Europe to have a whole uh, uh, comprehensive free trade area uh, to be uh, agreement, sorry, with, uh, with Europe. So all these legal framework could be an incentive for American companies willing to uh, look for investment partnership in our country. Tunisia is ready for business, uh, has created its own legal framework by making major reforms regarding the fiscal system, tax system, private-public partnership, the banking system, uh, custom system, and uh, this is a trend of major reforms which is making Tunisia friendly for foreign business. And we think 
that there is a stake here for the American companies who are willing to, uh, to go to that part of the world and explore new opportunities. Just one quick follow. Have you heard from any American companies that have expressed interest in doing some business in Tunisia? Well, uh, just came back from a very big, one of the biggest companies in America. I'm not going to name it. Taking part in the effort Tunisia is making to, to become a platform, industrial platform, and emerging economy in, in North Africa. So as a manufacturer or uh, as a seller? To no, no, as a manufacturer, okay. of course. We have already the facilities. Airbus is producing in Tunisia major spare parts. Mm -hmm. And we, since we would like to diversify our partnership, we'll be hoping that uh, Boeing will be also partner of, uh, uh, of uh, developing uh, aeronautic industry in Tunisia. What is your biggest uh, industry there for foreign businesses? What is your biggest area where foreign businesses can uh, come there and to take advantage of your, your system? Well, we uh, have developed a quite diversified agri-industry business. Uh, we uh, used to be, uh, we have quite an important uh, developed fertilizer industry. Mm -hmm. And uh, of course, we, uh, we are uh, uh, pharmaceutical also. It's, uh, it's one of the major industry where we have a number of facilities in Africa, you know, producing pharmaceutical products uh, in Senegal, in Cote d'Ivoire. Uh, and there is now a uh, possibility of developing such kind of partnership with Nigeria. Uh, there is also the manufactured uh, textile. Uh, uh, it's quite a diversified small and medium enterprise uh, for, for a country of 11 million uh, people. But we, we are more in high tech, in ICT. Mm -hmm. And uh, we, you know, what is some, but what is what is specific for Tunisia is that we have developed for in the last sixty years a quite a very rich human resource. We invested in education, and we have a quite wealth of human resource which could be used by foreign companies willing to operate in Tunisia. Well, Minister Ginoui, it's been a tremendous pleasure to sit here and talk to you. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for your time. I certainly appreciate the conversation, sir. Thank you. Thank you very much. That's it for this episode. Coming up on our next program, whether it's terrorism, anarchists, cyber criminals, nation states, intelligence, or the U.S.'s own counterintelligence drama that's playing out in the Congress. Join us on Target USA for the latest. Thank you for listening. And thank you for your support. Please subscribe to our podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Twitter at TUSA Podcast. That's T like target, TUSA Podcast. And also let me know what you think. Send me an email at jgreen at WTOP.com. That's the letter J, the color green, at Whiskey Tango Oscar Papa. jgreen at WTOP.com. I'm J.J. Green, and this is Target USA. The National Security Podcast. It is back. Cold Case Files. The podcast is back for Season 3 on Podcast 1. Join Brooke Giddings and original Cold Case Files host Bill Curtis each week as they explore some of the most difficult-to-solve murders which stymied investigators and went cold, sometimes for decades. 
In fact, one-third of all murder cases in America remain open. So don't miss out. Download Cold Case Files every Tuesday on Podcast One or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now, stay tuned for the latest headlines from the Associated Press. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know 8 out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.